Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. To Sound Off, call Brad now, 218-722-0839 or 888-KDAL-610. Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, Northlanders, here we are on a Friday, the end of another week. Yes, and it is Friday, Tim, up in Two Harbors. Today is Friday. (laughs) Anyway, oh, Kenny, what a week. What's Uh, going on? Shooting down, well, shooting down all kinds of things. It turns out now that that Northern Illinois uh, Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade which is a uh, uh, University of Illinois-based hobbyist club, is looking for its balloon. <laughs> T- turned out it had it uh, kind of on a trajectory over uh, Lake Huron, and uh, it went missing about the same time that, uh, that, the, that, that the Air Force shot down a, something that they had no idea what it was. We do have... Uh, we do have the actual cabin microphone. Well, not the actual, but the wording, the phraseology that was used when it was shot down. The pilots didn't know what it was. They couldn't even see it. They said that it it looked somewhat cylindrical and there were some strings hanging from it, but they were given the word to shoot it down, so they did. Anyway, uh, Congressman Ted Cruz, or I should say Senator Ted Cruz, has uh taken to Twitter yesterday to criticize President Joe Biden for ordering an F-22 fighter jet to shoot down what may have been a hobby club's science project off the coast of Alaska earlier this week. Senator Cruz uh, joked that Biden's decision to authorize the 200 million fighter jet to use a $400,000 missile to shoot down what may have been a $12 balloon... (laughs) serves as a powerful deterrent, deterrence to high school students interested in creating their own home science balloons. Wow. And, and Biden yesterday, did you feel any more comfortable after watching the video of him yesterday talking about this? I mean, he said absolutely nothing other than, well, it appears like it you know, could be, uh, a, maybe it was a benign, uh, it might have been nothing. Uh, but we're running around using $200 million aircraft shooting $400,000 missiles. There has to be a reason for this. There has to be a fear of something. Don't you think? I mean, I, I don't think you or I, Kenny, would do these kinds of things. Uh, without having a real specific fear that there was something going on. But uh, anyway, a very interesting uh, little piece this morning out of the Minnesota take, you know, the all things Minnesota politics. Uh, According to a a piece this morning, high-level Democrats are starting to rally to President Biden's re-election. Not because they think he's the best interest of the party to have an 82-year-old start a second term, but because they fear the potential alternative, which might be the nomination of Kamala Harris and or the election of Donald Trump. Uh, that's what Democrats are fearing. Not that many of them will say it publicly, at least not that directly. Nobody wants to be the one to do something that would undermine the chances 
of a Democratic victory. And they figured that since Joe won once, he could probably win again. Of course, that's assuming that Donald Trump is going to be the candidate and we don't on the Republican side. And we don't know that yet at this point. Um, Yet in a quiet room, the conversation is just the opposite. We could be at a higher risk if this path is cleared Phillips would know from those quiet rooms, the third-term Democrat from southern Minneapolis, a uh, gelato company executive before running for Congress, was one of a few lawmakers last year to say his party would turn to a new generation in the next presidential race. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's going to happen. So we're we're going to keep an eye on that as we get along. It's It's a little too early to really know exactly what's going to happen. Well, listen, it's early in the show, but we have a uh, we have our newly elected uh, state uh, representative, Natalie Zelesnikar, who is on the phone, and she's been uh, graciously checking in with us from time to time. Uh, Natalie, uh, th- th- this bill uh, to pay for the um, morning breakfast and lunch for all students has not been passed yet, has it? You know, it's... Good morning. Yeah, it went through. The House passed it uh, down party line. The Democrats voted 100% for it, and uh, the Republicans offered, I thought, some really reasonable amendments uh, to the bill to yeah. make a bad bill better. I thought so, too. And there was a uh, a very good editorial in today's Duluth News Tribune that, ba- that basically said, don't do it. You You can take that money. Uh, that you're going to waste by providing breakfast and lunch to very affluent families, and you can do good things with that money to help out education and all kinds of other things. And for the News Tribune to come out and say, don't do it, uh, that's pretty insightful. Well, you know, that's exactly what my point was, the concept of helping. If there's a third more kid that, you know, are, are needing help, because families, quite frankly, are feeling the pinch of inflation. I mean, everything costs more, groceries, everything. So the, the lower middle class, the middle class are suffering right now. And so my perspective was, let's increase that net and let those students in. And we have, you know, computer, we have devices electronically where they can, you know, have the lunch and happen. But it doesn't make any sense to have a $400 million program and fund children that aren't in need. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. We have so many pressing issues um, you know, seniors that need to get care in nursing homes and assisted livings and paying staff and disability group homes and home care and, and all of that, to just waste money is irresponsible. Yeah, it really is. So uh, so what uh, what other things have been happening this week that, uh, that you can bring us up to date on? Anything uh, specifically interesting that you might think we would need to know? Well, we were on the House floor till midnight last night on the sick and safe uh Duluth plan for leave uh, that went on, and the Democrats voted party line again uh, to implement um, the Duluth model for mandating uh, sick and safe leave time for an employer of any size. So that went on till midnight. Um, we tried to offer amendments to protect the small businesses. You know, we have people that have one employee, five employees. We wanted yes. to get some provisions. As an employer, I've always had PTO and sick leave that are it, it surpasses this, but. Every employee employer is not going to have, you know, 60, 400, you know, 200 employees. And to have one shoe fit all feet is doesn't even make any sense. So um, I was fighting for restaurants and the contractors and construction companies. And I hope the Senate puts some reason in this because, you know, 
to vilify small business makes no sense to me. These people help their employees every day. And it's not always just in sick time. It's, it's you know, they do things in a million ways. And I've talked to just probably 100 different employers have called me saying, you got to do something about this. Yes. Well, that's kind of sad uh, to, to hear that that did that like that. But uh, I guess we all, you know, one of the realities that we have to all understand right now is the uh, uh, the DFL has the trifecta. Uh, you yeah. know, if they stick together, they could force anything through. They could force through well, a never, uh, never eat mother's food again if they wanted to. Uh, right. Well, I think the, the message is clear. You know, when you're on the floor, what I hear repeatedly is, We've been working on these things for 10 years. So it's coming like a freight train right now uh, with bills being introduced that have been on the wish list for 10 years. And so there's, you know, 30% of the house is brand new, first time elected. So, you know, they're hearing bills that people have been working on for a long time and trying to offer amendments with um, other uh, legislators, too, to say, just because it's been introduced before doesn't mean it makes sense right now when we're coming through COVID and businesses are trying to get stabilized to increase all these costs when, you know, we have more people leaving Minnesota than coming into Minnesota is not good economic principle right now. No, it really isn't. Are, are we going to end up with any of the surplus, uh, that that huge, uh, massive, uh, what is it, $17 billion or something like that? Are we going to end up with any of that left after this session? Well, I just sent in a bill uh, to be written that is a give it back uh, bill that gives people um, taxes back and cuts taxes um, for the for the uh, taxpayer, as well as I already introduced a bill for Social Security taxes to be eliminated and also for uh, pension taxes to be eliminated. Uh, so I'm working on the things to try to get tax cuts and then permanent tax cuts too. You know, what, whether or not they're going to accept anything uh, is up to is, is going to time's going to tell, but. I think it's foolish yeah. to not cut some taxes when we got a you know eighteen billion dollars surplus, and some of the bonding needs to be covered with cash too. And so yes. uh, Democrats are going to control the whole um, chess game, and so I hope they're going to really look at the long-term repercussions of decisions, not just today. It's easy to say yes; it's a lot harder to cut money when you have to. Boy, there's some strange, uh, very hurtful or hurtful, I should say, things happening right now. It was so sad to see the wood products plant up in Cohasset. Uh, Looks like it's going to go to another state completely simply because, again, the old Minnesota not very business-friendly thing raised its head where they were going to go through a long, long permitting process, and the company just said, hey, we got six or eight other plants in other states. We haven't done this. We'll go elsewhere. Yeah, I think the over-regulation and the heavy-handedness is becoming very obvious to the citizens of Minnesota. And, you know, it's a wake-up call for Minnesota. I mean, we either are going to be business-friendly and let jobs come in. And if there's no job, there's no union job, there's no job for anybody. So if we yeah. don't have uh, an atmosphere where people can make a living, this is going to just be a playground of the North, not a place where people can raise a family. And that's devastating for everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting for a mindly friendly and bringing jobs up here because it, it is essential to everything we do. Absolutely. Well, Natalie Zelesnikar, we have to go to our first break, our hard break here, but I want to thank you again for checking in with us. Please continue to do this. It's great to be able to get a little firsthand information about what's going on down there at the Capitol. Well, I appreciate it.
Brad, I'm on my way to meet with health care providers to try to figure out how to help stabilize nursing homes, assisted livings, and get people placed out of the hospital. So that'll be today's plan in Hermantown today. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Natalie Zelesnikar, our uh, newest uh, state representative right here representing uh, sections of the Northland. Kenny, we've got to go to our first break. Uh, let's do that, and then we'll come back with more here on a Friday sound off on 610 KDAL. KDAL time is 1124 in uh, 321, 1124, and there it is, Brad. And boy, I'll tell you, we had some cold temps this morning. Right now in Duluth, we've warmed up uh, with uh, plenty of sunshine, and we've warmed up to 15 degrees. But this morning, Duluth dipped down to, where it is? I got it right here. Here it is. Uh, Duluth was 10 below. Ooh. Yeah. Chilly. Now, it's supposed to get a little warmer this week, isn't it? I mean, it looks like, I mean, at, at least that's everything I'm looking at, is it looks like it's going to get a little warmer, and then we may go back into the deep freeze again. You know, that six weeks of uh, more winter that the ground out, that ground guy or groundhog, ground whatever, yeah. saw its face. Sunny today, uh, if you're in the downtown area, hillside, points east and west, sunny, mid-20s, maybe 26 for a high, but it's going to be windy. Uh, velocity will be southwest 10 to 15. Gust could reach 35 miles an hour again, uh, primarily out of the southwest. Tonight, partly cloudy. Temps will remain steady, not dropping much from uh, today's high temperature. So we're going to be in the mid-20s overnight, but it's going to remain breezy. And then tomorrow, partly sunny, 34 West wind tomorrow, 5 to 10. And, yes, there is a system that's poking its nose around here for next Wednesday through Sunday that uh, right now Duluth and the areas around it are pretty much in a 50% possibility of snow. And there could be significant snow. It could be a big snowstorm, and me and Rebel will have a blast. Come on. Oh, by the way, by the way, your dog picture. Yeah, did you see it? I did. That there. What is that dog? What is that thing? That is the largest breed of the pit bull terrier. Ah. Yes. I know it was a big one. I mean, its head was like two axe yes. handles wide. And it is uh, muzzled for a very good reason. Yes. Although it seemed to be the sweetest thing in the world for oh, the sure. guy, for the mm-hmm. veteran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that's a dog that if you want full protection, uh, that's the dog that will provide it. Well, and, yeah, and I don't know what the situation is with that veteran. I know he was uh, he spent time in Afghanistan or, or during a desert storm. I know he has post-traumatic stress, and he says the dog is a great comfort to him. Um, the dog came, put his head right on his leg the whole time he was sitting there at the table with me, then laid down. They actually had a little blanket for him that they laid on the floor, and the dog laid right there. So it seemed very cute, but um, but people that came up were very careful to say, is it okay if I pet your dog? And he kind of said, nah, probably not a good idea. Yeah. So so evidently the dog is... Why a, would you want to put your hand near that dog? I do my question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the guy, the the veteran that has it is a big guy. I oh, mean, I, yeah, I got the picture huge. here. Yeah, yeah, but that dog's head is bigger than his thighs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Kenny, we all know that the Democratic Party is in love, in at least in the state of Minnesota, with making us um, getting rid of any gas or fossil fuel type of things. 
But I, but I need to ask you a question. We're going to get to the part. There's a story out of Minneapolis this morning uh, that two Twin City lawmakers have introduced bills to ban the sale of gas-powered lawnmowers and Zambonis in Minnesota. I mean, we're really going off the deep end here, aren't we? Our, our, well, we first are, Brad. I, yeah, my yeah. lawnmower is going to destroy the planet. Uh, yes. I can't believe the power I have in my hands this coming summer with that lawnmower. Well, and it was interesting because as you read this bill, you, guess what the only item is that they did not mandate? They mand here I'll list you some some they mandated lawnmowers, leaf blowers, hedge clippers, chainsaws, lawn edgers, spring tri- string trimmers, uh brush cutters. But guess what the only home maintenance item that they did not make mandatory that it had to be uh tell us Brad, tell free. us snow blowers <laughs> good not that i use one but uh they're no, out of control I mean, if you've got a snow blower at home yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have to have gas to do that yeah. so i mean this is crazy it is crazy zambonis it, really yeah well i mean this uh well and of course they say in here and you know, this is what we want to do. We want to stay up current with California because California is the only other state that has done this as well. Look, it's getting close to tax time, tax time people, and uh, we are lucky enough to have a real tax expert on the uh, on our staff here. Well, he's not really on our staff. He's a sponsor of our show, but we love him, and he's offered some great, great services and great recommendations to a number of our people already, and that's T.J. Thorlickson of uh, of TJ's Tax Service. Uh, TJ, welcome to Friday edition of Sound Off. How are you doing? I'm doing good, but when you build me up like that, people are going to start expecting results when they come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a feeling they get results. <laughs> you know, I, the, so, it's always fun, but you know, I, I you get so I get so many calls you know, during the week because of this show, and so this week I actually have one that people have asked a lot about this last week that I think is important because I think people figure I'm famous now. Nobody's asking for autographs yet, but maybe next week, (laughs) but you know, but they kind of assume, you know, that I've been doing this a long time and I find people all this money and I must be expensive. And you know, that's an interesting thing because we're not, I mean, we're priced for small business people, you know, everywhere else it's a thousand to 1500 bucks. And we are under that by a ways because we're for small businesses. So people like that. Just so people know that you know, not coming here, and they're going to pay ten grand just to have me do it, just because I've been doing it a long time. So I'm here for small oh. business people, but then individuals that we talk about all the time. Guess what the big thing this week's been? Mm, yeah. I thought maybe see. they called your station too. I I couldn't even guess. At what it's, what would it be it's for parents who don't know what to do with that sixteen, seventeen year old kid that has a job? So here's what's been happening oh. a lot this year. Because remember, between the Jackson Hewitts and my office, you know, we move around 2,000-some returns a year. So we get a lot of input and tons and tons of these kids. Because, you know, kids know everything. That's what we did when we were kids. They know everything. So they get online, and they just do it themselves to get their money back, and they don't click one little box. And that box says that I am a dependent of somebody else, and so the computer at the IRS says that they're their own person. Then the parents 
who should claim them and who get lots of benefits for that try to claim the child on their return. And the IRS computer is pretty blunt. It says, well, you're fine, but that kid's already filed a return as his own, and you can't then claim him as a dependent. So oh, then here's how you, Exactly. And here's how you have to fix that. You have to do an amended return for the child that says he's a dependent, and then the parents have to send it all in by paper because you can't do that electronically anymore. And, of course, the IRS is still a million returns behind on paper ones, and you wait forever to get it fixed. So, you know, any adults that are out there, you know, have kids that are working, make sure they're not putting them in themselves. And if they do, click. Remember, I'm always telling you, we're one click away from screwing things up lately. Here's a perfect (laughs) example. One click that that kid has to say, I'm actually a dependent of somebody else's. And then the IRS lets the parents return go through nicely. But if they don't click it, now they got this huge mess. They got to go by paper. It's going to delay the refund by four or five months. And let me tell you, those those parents are not happy, so that's why I'm, you know that's why it's today's topic. <laughs> well, uh, uh, TJ, one one last question on this issue because uh, we're kind of up against a time break here. But I had a so you don't ha- uh, uh, a child doesn't have to be within a certain time, or uh, he, he doesn't have to be like under eighteen to be considered a, a you know part of your uh, taxes. It, I mean, it can be up to a certain age, or how how late. Yep. If the child Every, is actually under your care custody and you're paying his bills, how late can you claim them? Okay, they are automatically a dependent from age 18 down. They are still okay. a dependent if they're going to school up to age 24. But, and we run into a lot of these too, if you've got a 19-year-old who's not quite as motivated, notice I didn't say lazy, just not motivated, <laughs> and they're not doing anything and they're living in your basement, okay? There are a lot of people whose hair is standing up in the back of their neck. Those cannot be, they're not dependents, even though you are providing all the care and the roof over their head and everything. Once a child is 18, not in their, you know, 19-ish, after 18, and they live, and they're not going to school, they are no longer considered a dependent, unless they're disabled or something like that. And that's the big one. You You know, 30, I read this the other day, 30% of uh, people up to 30 are still living with their parents. Yes. It's an amazing number. Uh, folks, if you've got questions about your taxes, when you can claim somebody, when you can't, those kinds of things, or if you just want a professional to review, even if you're doing them yourself, just review your taxes before you send them in. TJ has been able to catch a lot of errors that have saved people a lot of money. I'm going to give you the phone number for Thorlix and Taxes, 218-279-1920. Give them a call. If you want him to do your taxes right from the get-go, he can do that, or he can just review to make sure you're not really screwing up the dog, you know, so to speak. Anyway, thank you, TJ. We appreciate it. We look forward to these uh, Friday trips, and uh, we got to go to CBS News, folks. KDAL time is 1140. Army Corps of Engineers checks in 17 degrees. What did they get down to this morning, Brad? They uh, dipped down to... Two above at the Army Corps there, down by the aerial lift bridge. So it was cold this morning uh, here in Duluth, nine below, but we've warmed up now. We're up to 15 degrees, so we're warmer. Boy, that does uh, that does show you the difference, though, doesn't it? In the winter, being closer to the water, you're actually a little warmer. They didn't get, uh, they, they still held two degrees, where up away from the lake, they were nine below or eight below. So 
Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, a, a couple of things. At uh, on the first day of winter, the sun sets at four twenty. Yesterday's high temperature was fifteen. That occurred at four twenty. The sunset now is at five thirty six. So we've got uh, an hour and sixteen minutes of additional uh, sunset daylight, if you will. Uh, okay. But uh, the sunset is an hour and sixteen minutes later than it was on December twenty first. So and, today, today isn't the first day of winter, though. Is it the last day of winter? What is it? What? Well, you mentioned something about first day of winter back on December twenty first. Oh, okay. The sunset okay, then was at four twenty. Today's okay, sunset five thirty six. Oh well, look at that. Yeah, we're getting a lot more daylight. A lot of cold air this morning, <laughs> though. Seventeen below in Ely, sixteen below in I Falls, sixteen below in Hibben, eight below in Two Harbors, eleven below in Cloquet, La Pointe. On Madeline Island, one below this morning, nine below in Moose Lake, eight below in Solon. So, yeah, some very cold air this morning. You know, I got to tell you, I am uh, I am amazed with technology. I love it I, because last night I got to sit here at my computer screen and watch my granddaughter play basketball up in Rosso oh, on the computer. Awesome. It was great. Now, what's her name? And I got to... Uh, th- th- this one, well, her older sister is Laura, and this one is sure. Anna. Anna. Anna Joe. And she's in what grade, yeah. Brad? She's in the eighth grade, and she's actually earned her letter on the varsity basketball team. Good for her. Good for her. Is she, is, is and the... last night I got to see her make her first three-pointer. Ooh. And it was weird, I got to tell you. I, I I can't wait to talk to her about it. I sent her a note last night, but she hasn't responded yet. It was like kind of like a hook shot. Well, like a Kareem Abdul skyhook. Yeah. Ooh, or a Larry Bird. It was like she got a pass and she was it open and she just kind of put it up almost like a hook shot and boom, it went. Nice. Good. So good. I was pretty impressed. Anyway, Kenny, I told you, Friday's a little bit lighter. What do you think would be my selection to look up jokes for today what 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 uh what what thing that we've been talking about all week long well we've been talking about balloons we've been talking about exactly oh we've been talking about cackling we've been talking about cackling kamala yep well (laughs) i i looked up balloons and uh and i found some now i'm gonna tell you this right off the bat folks don't boo me these uh, I I looked up and and I I specifically said I want jokes that Kenny will appreciate short <laughs> quick me Nothing there's a lot of listeners long. out there Brad that might think well, differently but I appreciate probably, that probably the same thing okay so I'm going to give you a few of these before okay. we move along here this morning so right. what did one balloon say to the other during the quiz during the quiz what did the balloon say to the other I don't know. Your gas is good as mine. Your gas is as good as mine. Oh yeah, okay. All right. All right. What uh what did the balloon say to the doctor? To the doctor? I don't know. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. <laughs> just a little, doc. Just a little. Just a little, doc. Uh what's a balloon's least favorite activity? Least favorite activity of a balloon. I don't know. That would be a pop quiz. Oh, yeah. Stay away from the pop quiz, Mr. Balloon. Pop. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, okay. Those are three to get you started. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm glad you got those out of the way. Okay. And, and you've got room for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I will try to find some better ones. <laughs> Balloon jokes aren't that aren't that big a deal, I guess. I don't know. Oh, by the way, but I'm, yes, I've added a ton of new Joe Biden sound bites uh, that I'll oh. play as required. Uh, but here's one of my favorites, and this one I okay. kept tuck, tucked away. Uh, but this is a good one. You ready? What is the what is the background of this one? What is he? There was somebody. There was somebody at a press conference. I don't know if he was necessarily heckling the president, but uh, this is the president's response to somebody in the crowd. No, 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 no! Don't let him go. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. Oh, everybody's entitled to be an idiot. No, 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 no. I think that's the record for the most consecutive no's in a row. I think you're right. <laughs> that that will play well <laughs> along the line here somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, so so let me ask you, all kidding aside, what do you think about this move on the Democratic Party to outlaw or to actually ban gas-powered lawnmowers, Zambonis, hedge trimmers, brush cutters? Prohibition doesn't work. And that's what it this doesn't. is, Brad. And this is absolutely absurd that they've gone this far, that anything that spews exhaust that is derived from a fossil fuel has got to be eliminated. This is their fanatical religion, Brad. And you have to obey it. You have to drink the Kool-Aid and come with us. Well, and I think it's kind of interesting, Kenny, that the only state in the union that has gone this far, bizarro, is California. So, so we're becoming like California light. You know, we're we're like track California because we've done that already with car emissions, with uh, all those kinds of things. It's like whatever California does, we got to do it too. Now. Here's the one uh, the one thing that I found in this bill that I thought was kind of interesting. The writer of this story said, while electric leaf blowers or hedge clippers may work fine for urban or suburban dwellers, these tools are entirely insufficient for anyone who needs to do serious work out in the country, said Isaac Orr, a, a policy fellow with the Center for American Experience. He said this this legislation wisely leaves snowblowers off the list of contraband. Its introduction demonstrates or introduction demonstrates that urban and suburban liberals have no idea how rural Minnesotans live their lives and it suggests that they don't care to learn who specializes in uh, energy and environmental issues. The pair also introduced a bill to prohibit gas-powered zambonis. Now I don't know. Are, some Zambonis are already battery operated. I know that well, to be the case. Or propane. Or propane. Yes, that's what most of them are, I think, Kenny. So, but propane is a, is another one of those uh, fossil fuels. So they're gonna they're gonna do away with that. They want everything. And my question is: Is the industry that manufactures uh, lawnmowers, uh, hedge trimmers, all these things. Are they prepared for this? Are they ready to supply only battery-operated devices for Minnesota? Well, and that's a great point, Brad. And is the grid ready to take on more uh, things that require batteries mm. to be charged yeah. at this time? I mean, I honestly can't believe that these crazy liberals, these crazy progressives... 
are here. They're here, Brad. Oh, Look at God, this administration. Yes, Look what's happening on the federal level, on our state level, to some degree here in our city level. The city of Duluth employs a sustainability uh, person that is here primarily because of climate issues. Do you, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. The DFLers are committed to uh, this action on climate, unchecked climate uh, uh, you know, Melissa Hortman, who's the House Speaker now because of the changes there with the DFL, um, she has, she says that pollution is as threatening to Minnesota's future. Yeah. We have less pollution no, up here in Minnesota than no, just not. about anywhere in the country. Brad, look, look at how they behave. Look at their actions. Look at the people that uh, sit in front of traffic on freeways, sit yeah. in front of cars, tie themselves up. At, at art uh, at art galleries and and do these crazy things, splash things on very expensive pieces of art and do do those kinds of nonsense. There is definitely I mean, a, a, a a an issue here where these people are mentally deranged. They are in fact, like Sarah Huckabee says, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yes. By definition, they are. <sighs> oh. Well, listen, folks, we've got to take our Minnesota news break, but uh, we will be back. Well, I want to do one thing before we go there, though, because I don't want us to get too far out of line here. So what I want to do is I want to pay attention, Kenny. I need your help at the end of this one, okay? If you remember last winter when the uh, when you swore that you'd do something about those drafty uh, windows where the, the wind was coming in every time they started getting <laughs> out there, you felt it you've, and you've he- you heard it. Well, here we are again this year, and now where's the heating bill? We're right back at it again. You're turning up the heat and getting raked over the coals on heating your home. Stop the madness. Have less grumdo window and siding. Install new energy-efficient Infinity by Marvin Ultrex fiberglass replacement windows. Windows which are not only energy-efficient and protect you and your wallet from excessive energy bills. So... Here's what you got to do. Call Les Grumdahl Window and Siding today at 728-3060 or simply visit them on website. Go to lesgrumdahl.com. So, Kenny, when you need new windows and doors, who are you going to call? Les Grumdahl, Duluth Central, class of 1975. And, Brad, in 1947, Les's father, Ivor, started the company. And at an early age, Les worked with his dad. And now his his son is working for him, and they've got a yep. great company, and they do great work. And I'll tell you what, what a beautiful location they've got. Uh, the new one just up Highway 61 right out of Duluth on the far east end. Man, you can go in there and see so many wonderful products that they've got. Yeah, you, see you the, were up there. You can see the decks. Yes, I was. I was there That's for the grand opening. Right. It's fantastic. Yes. Well, we've got to go to uh, Minnesota News. We'll be back shortly. KDAL time, 11.56, 16 degrees, zero on the windshield. Southwest wind at 16, kicking up. And, Brad, we had a beautiful crescent moon arise this morning over uh, 
the harbor from my location, and we had one also Wednesday morning. Yesterday was a bit cloudy, but if uh, skies are clear tomorrow morning, tomorrow's moonrise in Duluth is... Oh, what day is tomorrow? The 8th, uh, 6.42. Saturday. 6.42 yeah. a.m. tomorrow. The moonrise, uh, if the skies are clear. Now, uh, Kenny, and uh, Edgemakadas, a crescent moon. That's yeah. just a little slice of moon, that, that kind of thing? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, that's the, uh, it's into its waxing phase. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, that's what I thought. Well, listen, folks, or, uh, wa- we're just about w- out waning. of time. I'm sorry, waning phase, waning. the waning crescent okay. moon. My bad. You know, earlier this week, I told you the story about this woman that that was uh, going to to court because she horrifically killed her six-year-old child, remember? She she bought a shotgun and shot him in his car seat, in the back seat of the car. Not once, not twice. She shot him with six uh, shotgun shells and then reloaded another three, and shot him three more times. That's And then left him in the trunk of the car. That's hard well, to, to even imagine. It, it is, isn't it? Comprehend. It's just you unimaginable. Can, it is. Yeah. Well, to Dang. show you how classy a woman this is, she was uh, found guilty yesterday. It took less than two hours to find her totally guilty. The district judge, uh, Judge Jay Quam, sentenced her to life with no possibility of a parole. And when she got up, and they took her out of the courtroom. Here's all the families and everything. And she yells out, I'm innocent. F you all, you're garbage. Classy woman, huh? No, totally, uh, just, totally deranged. Just classy. Yeah. Totally. Well, that un- unfortunately, that is part of what came out in this is that she has spent uh, most of her life, you know, going in and out of uh, treatment centers, uh, mental institutions, um, shouldn't have been on the street, should have not had a child. But this is sad in Minnesota of all places. Anyway, we'll be back. Hour number two coming up shortly here on Sound Off on a Friday edition.